What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to uh, another episode of Even More About Nothing, the one we've been waiting for for quite literally three years. I say three years, but really only two, after the confirmed two-part Avengers ending of this saga that we weren't told about beforehand they just said it in the middle of the movie like oh yeah by the way it's gonna be two halves i'm like huh wait a minute huh <laughs> yeah so here we are this is the end game sorry i had to try it once listen i, I let listen i i've done much worse yes yes we've recorded it so i can't even can't deny confirm it. it is on air <laughs> but anyways uh it's your boy matt one half of hosts that are regularly on the show. You know, people got to show up to work. Some people show up to the show. Sometimes. Every once in a while we do Sometimes, like, what I've learned from about doing a podcast for over four years, it's almost like a job at some point. You would think people would get that point. Yeah. No, well, no, not, like, in a bad sense, but... It's a job you want to go to. Yeah, it's a job you want to go to. Sometimes it sucks because you have to make time for it, or it's, like, becomes some sort of an obligation, but at the end of the day, you're glad you do it. You know, pull up with a stick. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we may not get bread from it. Not yet. Well, maybe not that kind of bread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to... We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Uh, what's going on, people of the oh, internet? Hold on. Before you start your introduction, can we uh, talk about your new name? That's exactly where I was going to go. Okay. Welcome to the first episode with the new and approved, digitally synced Westside Mookie. Mm, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. My... At all my social medias are now finally, after 27 years of life, all concise. I'm still upset you didn't go with Pink Polo Mookie. Pink Polo Mookie would have been the motion, but like Pink it was Polo taken. It wasn't. I just thought <laughs> like Pink Polo Mookie like traps me in a particular time of like and mindset. Yeah, time and mindset. Like Pink Polo Mookie is definitely the way to go, but you can't be Pink Polo Mookie at 47. I could be West Side Mookie for the rest of my life. So then why don't you transition from, like, Pink Polo Mookie, change it into West Side Mookie. Because PlayStation only gives you one free. I'm not paying $10 for well, another I'm talking about you know this. <laughs> Listen, the Nigerian part of me, a.k.a. that West Side, will not allow me to pay money to change my name again. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, so, yes. Catch me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and PlayStation at West Side Mookie. Yeah, explanation. West side. I was uh, born in Nigeria, which is on the west side of Africa, and I'm Mookie, so West Side Mookie. There it is. And the Don't west ask side, me. West side of the metro. Facts. Don't ask me no questions. Pull up with me if you want to. You know, I got the spare gun on deck. Try me if you want to. And we also have a super special guest. First time on the podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, rich homie, Joey Origami. <laughs> <laughs> Had to um, wipe the dust off of my. Vocals from all that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not rich, but I am a homie, so yeah. I'm here. That's the first time we've had someone do that. So everyone's here like, oh, wait, that's what we're doing? They're like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> yes. what we're doing. Uh, go ahead. Since it's your first time on the podcast, tell people about yourself a little bit about what you do uh, and your claim to fame in the nerd kingdom. <laughs> claim to fame? And not necessarily claim to fame, but like, what makes you a nerd? Okay. Um, well... I'm Joey Origami, as he stated. I don't know where people know this, but mostly in Kansas City, I'm known as I'm a I'm a recording artist or a rapper, I'm becoming a producer here. You know, just wait on it. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> wait on it. Uh, <laughs> my claim to fame as a nerd, man. 
I don't know. I think I was just born this way, you know? But Facts. I guess, like, I've always been into, like, the whole Asian culture and pop culture. It's okay to say weave. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm becoming more of a, um, a neat, bro. Mm. Like, it's, it's sad, bro. Don't, don't, don't even look up what it means. Because <laughs> it's sad. But, yeah, like, ever since elementary school... Like, even probably before that, I'd just been into anime before I knew what anime was. Facts. And then when I realized what it was, it got even better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was just you're like, just it's like yo, there's, like, there's a whole genre for this? It's like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it started, like, when I YouTube Naruto episodes for the first time and I started oh, watching yeah. them in Japanese. Yeah. That point was when I was like, there's more shit out here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to I really want to point out, everyone hit that point, like, that phase at some point in their lives. They were just on YouTube. They're Googling Naruto, right? <laughs> and then, next thing you know, it's just like, okay. And all of a sudden, they look over at that, uh, like, suggested, like, videos next or, like, up next. And they see one piece. And it's like, oh, I've never seen this before. They click that. And the next thing you know, they see another one. Uh, they see Bleach. And they're like, oh, word. Fam, listen. More. Let me tell you. So, I'm a little older. So, like, uh, I've been catching Naruto since, like... They were on TV, like, mm. yeah, like yeah. before, like you had to like go scouring. I was like searching for bleach before <laughs> I was searching for bleach on YouTube because you know, I was sick in the hospital and I caught a couple episodes because I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And I get to the crib like, man, what was that show that I was watching? That was <laughs> and then next you bleach. know, you're, you're in Google orange hair source <laughs> facts because I was who's the motherfucker with that? <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing. I'm in Monday to Friday. But <laughs> I was like, Shin, Shin, Shin Gami, Shinigami, Orange Hair Shinigami, Bleach. I was like, Bleach. And then you just type in Google Bleach and like Clorox. I think someone's pulling my leg. Then you get to like the second results page. You're like, ah. Yeah. And, then I, and then I think the, the, the exact series was like, Bleach Cartoon Show. And it was just like, do you mean bleach anime? And I'm like, oh, so that's what that's called. That's what it's called. <laughs> 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 and then I caught the same. And then I caught the opening. I was like, oh yeah, this the dude. And then it was over after that. Mm-hmm. But I've been watching. I've been watching anime. Unknow- unbeknownst to me, since Inuyasha and no, no one wanted to let us know Dragon Ball Z was just an anime. No, I was watching Inuyasha like I was doing something wrong. I didn't know everybody was out here watching it like it was Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> when I watched Inuyasha, was like you know. Adult Swim. Facts. And they start cursing. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in the game now. <laughs> I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this, I just have to sneak to watch it because I knew something wasn't right about this. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Those are some good times. Okay. Uh, actually, someone posed this question to me. Uh, I think it was actually in our text group that we had. Um, pitting two shows against each other, which one you would go with. And it's interesting because it's the same creator for both shows. So they're pretty much like... Sister shows or like brother shows. I think you I know where this is going. Yu Yu Hakusho or Hunter I knew it. Hunter. Ooh. I knew it. Now, if you guys know me, oh, which no. at this point, four years in, if you've been listening that long, you already know where I'm leaning. I'm always riding for my spirit detective. Facts. I'm always riding for Darkness uh, Flame Dragon. Listen, it's really hard to ride against that, especially because, you know, we deserve a better ending. Yes. But also... It's, it's the OG, it's the older brother Facts. Mm-hmm. to Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter is essentially reimagined what Yu Yu Hakusho could have been. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like... It's just not, it's just not on that level. Uh, in my not, opinion. Not yet. And at the same time, the anime is still incomplete. Is what people have to realize. I'm going to have to be the... Um, 
Black Swan here. <laughs> I'm going with Hunter Hunter because I don't know. I think mostly because I don't have the the nostalgia factor when it comes mm-hmm. to Yu Yu Hakusho. I watched that later than everyone else. And Hunter Hunter to me has the upper hand because it got it got remastered and like reanimated, oh, yeah. and that that was just it put it so much above that the old style yeah. of animation. But the thing is, like even for the '90s. Like uh, mid to late nineties, it, it was ahead of its time. The animation and art style for Yu Hakusho will always be one of my favorites. No yeah. matter like where you get to, no matter how clean uh, they can remaster Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super, however you want to put it. Yeah, the Broly, they... the Broly movie though, it's clean, <laughs> my guy. Some parts. Well, yeah, yeah. we're not gonna talk about the spirit world the way it's thirteen different colors of purple. Or like literally just lines and blurs the color mid fight. <laughs> we do we wanna talk or about we wanna talk to... about the Naruto Pain fight where it was literally just color <laughs> We we can talk about the Naruto Pain. It was just brush. That was strokes. the worst animation I've ever seen in my life. Fam. But I, they actually I, thought I they, they stopped drawing. I think they more than made up for it in Boruto though. Oh, no, they came they came through. Yeah. They are and they are and have come through multiple yes. times. Yes. But the story sucks. The anime of Boruto. Yeah. The main, the manga. Yeah, we're not talking about that. We're just talking about like them recreating that fight from the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, we're all certified nerds here. Best. And as such, we have been hyped, have been waiting, anticipating the biggest movie of not only like superheroes, but probably of this decade. Yeah. That people have been hyped for. I 11 think years, man. Pre-sale tickets for Endgame outsold Infinity War about like five or six to one. Yeah, and it... At least that was like a week or two prior to the release of the movie. And it, the preview night beat uh, Star Wars as the, the highest grossing Thursday night preview night of all time. Yeah. Yeah. And wait, wait, was that... Was that worldwide excluding uh, U.S. or was that domestically? I think domestically. Okay. And I think they're on their way to um, being the first movie to hit a billion and open a weekend. It's still Saturday. It's Saturday right now. Yeah. Put a timestamp on this podcast. It's Saturday, April 27th. And I think they're headed towards a billion dollar opening weekend. It'd be easy for them to do it, I think. I mean, I'm seeing it twice. That's why yesterday I'm going to see it again today. Yeah. Uh, But it's... The end of this era, of this saga, and when you go and watch the movie, you feel that. Like, you know there's more after, but it truly feels like the end of an era. Alright, cool. Is it is this the point where we want to hit the official spoiler warning? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Spoiler warning, we're talking about anything. So Everything. If so, if you haven't watched this, or watched this. If it's Monday and you haven't watched it yet, then what are you doing, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like hit my hit my Twitter at Westside Mookie. I'll give you the link. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Instagram. There's a leak somewhere. Yeah, if it's Monday, it's already the spoilers are already on my Twitter. I'm talking yeah. about it. Yo, Monday. Okay, okay. Somebody, hold somebody's on, calling GameStop spoiling the story. So. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it for a second. So, uh, literally Thursday. So I went to go see a Thursday night, uh, and like the day before, I had seen a tweet where someone was just like. Uh, Endgame spoilers, but out of context. So it's like a screenshot of SpongeBob and then like three other like random pictures. So I looked at it and I was just like, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. Reported the tweet. I then made the tweet. If I see you post any spoilers about Endgame in or out of context, I'm reporting and blocking you. <laughs> People like like that retweeted that, left it alone. Uh, go come Thursday, I'm literally just like 13 hours away from watching the movie. 
And so I'm just scrolling through Twitter on uh, my lunch break at work. And then I see I get a message on Twitter. And I was like, uh, it's probably just like one of the group chats I'm in. They're saying something dumb or whatever. So I click on it because I hadn't hadn't opened up any of them in a hot minute. (laughs) So I open it up. Um, I was like, there's no message in here, but it's like over in the requested or whatever. So I open the requested and all I see is, hey man, Tony Stark. I was like, nope, <laughs> we are not doing this today. Uh, and so someone tried DMing me a spoiler for the movie mm-hmm. prior to me watching it. And I was like, okay, it was like, first of all, what kind of person just does that? The most anticipated movie of the decade. And they're just going to ruin it like that. Like, try to ruin it for someone else. I was like, no, made my tweets about it or whatever. Wasn't going to look at it. Uh, didn't even think about it. Uh, the only thing I went back to look at was, like, their uh, user handle. Mm-hmm. And when I looked up their handle, they had blocked me after sending the message. <laughs> so how are you going to ruin it for me? Try to ruin it for me and then block me. Yeah. They didn't want the smoke. Anyways, so after, um, after seeing the movie, though... I feel like you can't even spoil it. Like even if you know who dies, it like, doesn't spoil yeah, the movie. How, how yeah. you get there? But the thing is, like, uh, so after I watched it, and then all of a sudden I got curious. Like, okay, what did this guy send me? Was he just like BSing or whatever? Mm-hmm. So I go and I open it up, and then he literally the message was like, "Hey man, Tony Stark wields the glove, uh, snaps to bring everyone back. He dies. Cap goes back to the past." Uh, so he, and then, like, he literally just yeah just like just like the ending he just threw that in the message and if I would have read that prior to going to Endgame I would have been so pissed if he was like knowing going in and then realizing he was right yeah so I'm glad I waited on that but if you've ever thought about spoiling a movie I just want to say you are the lowest form of trash I'm just right saying. above people that never mind we're not going to I got a government job I don't have a government job but I have a job that you know is respectable by the government it pays a nice it pays it pays a bank account you know keeps me driving my nice big Volkswagen. It's all right, you know. It's nothing special. It's all right. I don't fight people unless it's for charity. I will fight you in these streets. If I see you and you out here spoiling, listen, no charity involved. We can start swinging immediately. I mm-hmm. do not care. It's yep. fine. That's all I had to say. I just, I didn't, I, I, I usually only fight people for charity. Just, you know, do something. I will, listen, if you got a problem with me, throw some gloves. We could donate to children who are sick. Do yeah. it for a good cause. You can get beat for a good cause. <laughs> for ruining spoilers, Whoopings for free. Free. <laughs> free only. No charity needed. No charity needed. <laughs> Handing them out for Knuckle free. Knuckle sandwiches No St. St. Luke's ho- Children's Hospital. Listen, no extra life. No St. <laughs> Luke's. No nobody. Twice on Sunday. <laughs> Catch me in the streets if you want to. Spirit gun on deck. They, they've heard uh, Mr. Postman talk about Mr. Lunchman handing out Knuckle sandwiches. <laughs> uh, all that to say, don't spoil the movie. It's, it's a really good experience. Um, but one of the things going into the movie, they... All the actors and people behind it, the Russo brothers, Kevin Feige, Robert Downer Jr., uh, Chris Evans, everyone was talking about you don't expect how the story goes. Now, a lot of people were just like, uh, that just seems like a lot of hype to try to like guide people or misguide people out of it. But at least from my perspective, it truly was an unpredictable ride throughout mm-hmm. the movie. I don't know how you guys felt about that. I feel like... The, how, let me think how I'm going to say this. The ending in the the beginning, I understood. Like, yeah. I, I got that. I, I knew they were going to do time traveling. Yeah. And I knew they were going to be successful. Yeah. You know, I knew someone was going to die, either Captain America or 
Iron Man and one of them died. Yeah. But how it got from A to B, to B it was like, oh, okay, that was an amazing ride. I did not yeah. see all of this happening. Yeah. You know? And so for them to be saying all of that, people expecting it to be hype, but then them giving the switcheroo and it really is something unexpected. Mm -hmm. Everything that people were guessing and theorizing were the micro parts. That's what I loved about this movie. Yeah. Uh, Because honestly, from the get go, as soon as they showed Hawkeye lose his family, I was like, oh, "Oh, we're starting this way. (laughs) Yeah, that was like, I thought that would have been a good middle point, like. Seeing like if they would have got the whole team and then everybody remembered how no this they started with the we're we're not messing yeah. around before they even Marvel backdrop it was yeah. just him yeah it yeah. was just like yo what yes. and it's it's kind of like even though it wasn't as action packed it literally had the same effect as when you see uh, Thanos drop all the Asgardians in Infinity War because you realize. Oh, oh, we're coming out the gate swinging. Yeah. And then you get to this literally first 20th of the movie where Thor, they confront Thanos. Thor chops his arm and his head off? Yeah. Like, yeah, the first 10 minutes. Say, let's, let's, like, let's, let's, think, let's, let's talk about Thanos for a minute because, like, we go into the movie and, like, they're saying, we found Thanos. We're going to go get him. And, like, Brie Larson as Captain America is just a little too gun-ho for me. Captain America? uh, Captain other Marvel American. (laughs) The other American Marvel character. Yeah, (laughs) that one. American Airlines. (laughs) Hey, shit's trash. Am I the only one who... I'm glad you said (laughs) that. Now we can really get into it. That character design is okay at best. I think it's a little overhyped. I get why they did it. And I'm glad Matt and I were talking about. This. I'm glad she didn't get over like they didn't play that they didn't overly play their hand in the movie. Yeah. Um. I think her role was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. I think actually, it actually ends up working out better than I thought because I was I was concerned because I've been shouting on this podcast for a year and a half. Fam, she is not the one. This is. Nah. You have read the script wrong. This is not the one. What happened? To, what happened to Tony Stark? What happened to Doctor Strange? What happened to? Adam Warlock that I've been screaming about on this podcast. So it all worked out in the end. But we really like are expecting they're going to show up on this planet, the garden, whatever. And Thanos is going to be ready for round two. And maybe like he snaps the fingers. Like, I thought he was going to snap the fingers again. They get pulled in the past. And they have to keep retrying and retrying. Yeah, and retrying. that's what no, I thought too. Dude is dead and dying. Yeah. He was done. Like, he was, was, it was a wrap. Yeah. yeah. And so whenever you get, whenever they got to that point, and uh, obviously, like you said, Homie's been through a couple chemo sessions. <laughs> he's dying off. He, and he's, and like Brie Larson, Captain Marvel just comes in, manhandles an already dying man, and it's just like, okay, where are the stones? The stones are gone. He's like, what do you mean? They're like, what do you mean, what do we mean? He's like, I destroyed them. Whipped them. Yes. You, you turds. Like, and yeah, all and, this. And again, I have, a, I have a slight bit of problem with that because, uh, it's like energy. You can't create or destroy energy. It's just redistributed. Only, yeah, it's redistributed. So, like, canonically, as a comic book nerd, like, as soon as you said I destroyed the stones, I'm like, nope, you can't do that because that would end the planet. That would actually end the this, entire universe. This might be super spoiler, though. You feel me? Like, yeah. They might be, they're not, you know, probably not entirely gone. And that might be part of the next actually, phase. But the thing is, is like, here's where it gets interesting and, like, kind of like uh, throw the fishing rod and then reel it back in. 
you have to remember back in Thor Dark World, what happened to Jane? She absorbed the Power Stone. Yeah. Which they play back in because Rocket has to go yeah. and get the Power Stone. So from with this her. being destroyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with this being, I'm glad someone here is to correct us. <laughs> that's Ricky's job. We, we, have, a, we have a whole report that's like thrown at us after this air. <laughs> the Ricky report. Everything y'all said wrong for the last hour and a half. Yes. Uh, that should just be the subtitle of it, actually. <laughs> Specifically you. Yes. Um, but she absorbs it, so you have to think what, in what ways, and in what specific setting can these... Uh, the energy be redistributed into items or to people. I think this is a fantastic segue to to talk about how Jackie Chan Adventures <laughs> is being revived because, like, with the talismans, <laughs> the talismans were redistributed to animals, and it's just yeah. like that would be fucking crazy if the next phase of Marvel they're just on this galactic Easter egg hunt. Yeah, yeah, you know, for like. I think you're correct because it's now the third time we've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. It happened with Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, she absorbed the Tesseract mm-hmm. to some point. Um, the Reality Stone got absorbed by Janet. Somebody else absorbed a little bit of the... Uh, well, uh, not necessarily absorbed, but in the first Guardians. Yeah, the first Guardians. That was the Power Stone. Was that the Power Stone? Yeah. No, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. No, I'm, they I'm were just to... holding it. Well, who, yeah. who are we talking well, about? Happened... Red Skull. Red Skull interacts with the, pop, with the Power... Uh, no, that's... He had the one that was in the Tesseract, but I forget which one that one is. Uh, space. Space yeah. Stone. So we've seen multiple people interact with the the power of the Infinity Stones to different to different and varying degrees of success. Obviously, Red Skull got obliterated, um, and now he is the the gateway to throwing your best friend off a river. No. <laughs> let's, which, talk, let's talk about that. I, that wasn't as much of a tearjerker as I was wondering. No, it's kind of disappointing. No, I didn't give a fuck. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. I keep, we got one. We, we, we always have one. I didn't care episode. at all about her death. And like, I, like we were talking about this. Like, It would have been more uh, emotionally, like, I would have been more emotionally distraught if Ronan had sacrificed himself. Because you started the movie, get... you started the movie with him losing his family. Yeah. I think the way they should have played it is like, we, it should have been more of a fight for him to come back anyway. I think they should have actually had to, I thought if, if they would have had him, Captain America, uh, her, Captain America, and Iron Man go up against him, they might have caught an L. Because he, like Ronan, the version of Hawkeye we get as Ronan is a very mature, angry, dark version of the character. Yeah. And I like that they're pulling more darker sides because I've always said I prefer DC because they have a little bit more realism to them, a little more dark. But Marvel's always kind of been this more popcorn, happy-go-lucky hero side of it. Yeah. And I think they're pulling more dark characters. So I said I thought they should have started the movie the way they did, have him be the last Avenger to join the crew with the singular purpose of, like, hey... I'm doing whatever it takes to bring my family back. Regardless of what y'all here to do, this is what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. And they get to that point, and he actually puts her down to sleep and says, this is what I came here for. Jumps off the cliff. I might have been in tears. Mm-hmm. Listen, Disney, we, we've been trying to sell you. A, we, we've been trying to catch a check for a minute. I'm giving you ideas, fam. Come through. We here. Also, we need, this, we need this basketball league, fam. Why was her hair growing back red? Yeah. That's They're not her natural hair color. Yeah. And it was stated in the previous movies. Plot hole. Okay, it's... I get it. I get it, and I don't get it. It's supposed to show that she's becoming more... 
Black Widow as opposed to being Natasha. Because when the series started, she was red hair. She was the agent. That's who she. That's how she defined herself. Yeah. And then as she goes back to her natural hair color, she becomes more of less Black Widow, more Natasha Romanoff, which is still not her real name, but it's the name that she identifies as because she doesn't remember who she was previous to being named Natasha. So the the Natasha role comes out more. But as the world is ending, she doesn't know who she is anymore. She doesn't even know who Natasha's friends, family, or are or aren't alive. She has to begin to revert to the red hair. So you see it growing in. It's like dyed in at the top, and then it's a little bit of blonde left. It shows that there's... I read a little bit of clip. It shows a, like a, a, a excerpt, whatever. It shows a conflict of her trying to decide who she is. And so she's going back to being more of an agent as Black Widow as opposed to being the human Natasha Romanoff. So, like, having her die off makes a little bit more sense, but I still didn't really care that much. Mm-hmm. Do you watch Tokyo Ghoul? No. You don't? No. Do you watch Tokyo no. Ghoul? Go ahead and say it. Let's, well, yeah. That's what we're here for. Season three of Tokyo Ghoul, the, um, the main character kind of goes through the sim- similar, like, symbolism. Mm-hmm. His name is Kaneki Ken. Uh, the first season, he has black hair. He's a human. He becomes half ghoul. And he's learning how to balance being human and ghoul. But then at the end of the season one, he gets tortured, you know what I'm saying? And his tur- his hair turns white. At that point, he accepts being a ghoul. Like, he's a ghoul, season two. He's acting real ghoulish. He's, he's doing whatever he wants. End of that season, he loses his memory. And he gets like he gets shot in the head or stabbed in the head. One of them, he loses his memory. And in season three, he uh, he's someone else. He uh, loses his identity, so he's going by Heisei, Sasaki, and he has black and white hair. And throughout season three, the more he's coming back to becoming Kaneki, or his his human self, the white is, like, growing out, and the black is coming back. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally snaps back and gets his memories back, his hair is, like, completely black. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, cool parallelism. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. I guess that's, again, super credit to the Russos for, like, writing in a bunch of things like that. Because throughout the entire movie, there's a bunch of stuff that's written in yeah. like that, where you have to... You either have to understand the symbolism of the characters. Like, I, I honestly believe this is the best movie they've done because it is... There's a ton of stuff in there. The symbolism of the hair. Um, Hail Hydra, my favorite part of the yeah. movie. Like, if you're a comic book nerd yeah. and you've been reading the comics, they're there. Yeah, hold if on. you're just a regular fan, there's a ton of stuff there for you, too. But you know, and and so let's let's jump a little bit into what they decided to do with Endgame. Uh, because, like you said, the way they wrote the story, hands down, the I think one of the best they've done to set it up. Now, I get that there's some people that are like, ah, oh, I was kind of, like, whelmed with it. Uh, they may have liked Infinity War for the sole purpose of it was set up to not be your traditional ending. Like, they lost and had to deal with it. But <clears throat> what I loved about this was that, like we said, the micro parts, people just didn't know how it all pieced together. Yes, they had to time travel, but they had to sit in that mess for five years. Yeah. Like, they just dealt with people not being there, and they knew they were supposed to be there, but they just weren't. Um and then having to go get Tony and like try to talk him back into um, time traveling and just dealing with the ramifications of not only missing half the population for five years, but then how they set up the final fight because it's like, okay, they killed Thanos, no Infinity Stones. What are we doing for the next three hours? 
well, they're bringing a whole new Thanos to the plane. Yeah. You know, like, they have to fight him over again. And you have a Thor who is wallowing in like his own misery because he feels like he failed and all the deaths are on him. Mm. Kind of upset with how they handled that, but that's neither here nor there. Ultimately, like they got the dub. I feel like... I like the... Man, there's a lot I want to piggyback yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start with the... Um, I like the, the, the five years that they have to deal with it. Yeah. But on top of that, I also like that when they introduced time travel, they didn't just be like, rewind, you know? Yeah. Like, that still happened. They still lost. Yeah. That's still part of history that they lost. It's, it's just a matter of undo... Because, um, like, because Tony was coming back with the express purpose of we're only doing it to bring the people back, not necessarily change, erase what they've already gained. Because at this point, him and Pepper have settled down. He has a daughter. I love you 3000. Killed me at the end. Which, again, I'm just not catching. I'm just not catching this after seeing the greatest thing Google has ever done with their search engine. Yeah. Um, Do you think the daughter becomes Iron Man 3000? I didn't think about it until just now because it's like it's not as common um, knowledge that Iron Man 3000 is a thing. But in the future... Like the year three thousand, the daughter is still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, we that Iron Man three thousand is around. Do you think possibly Iron Man three thousand could be his daughter? I think maybe it was just more like an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I, for a lot of it, I think that's what it could be. Um, Fam. Also, real quick, uh, I was just scrolling the internet, and they're like, "Google Thanos real quick and see what happens." So you Google Thanos, right? And it says Thanos. Fictional supervillain. Follow this person. And then it has the Infinity Gloves. And then you click on it, and he literally begins to dust away Google searches about himself. Mm, And then you click it again, and he holds the fist, and all the searches come back. Yeah, that little time. Yeah. Uh, But with them all doing this, like you were saying, I really like how they utilized it, um, because obviously Scott was trapped in the quantum realm for... uh, to everyone else, five years. To him, five hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a rat lets him out, which yeah. I find hilarious. No, there was a tweet. He was like, this is the real hero. And it was just a picture <laughs> yeah. of a rat. He was like, what type no, of like coincidence? Uh, like, Yeah. Um, and But a thing, like, yes, it's a coincidence. But I mean, in story writing, it makes sense. He's in an impound. Like, stuff's just running out. Murphy's Law, though. Like, yeah. Um, whatever is, you know, whatever can happen, it will happen eventually. Yeah. Um, but with them being like, we can use that to jump to, uh, a certain point in time where they're just held there in that pocket mm-hmm. and then reroute it to a different point in history, uh, to essentially collect what they need, uh, or go and do what they need to do. So in this case, collecting the infinity stones, uh, and dropping themselves in that point in time. I think that was a great way to write it. Um, especially because now we're getting to see all these familiar scenes from other works of Marvel properties or MCU movies from the first Avengers, from Thor Dark World, from the first Guardians. Um, and even some more from like... Uh, Agent Carter. Yes. Yeah. And uh, being able to, to key in on... From first America, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. From these different time periods, seeing those familiar characters was a really good way to round out this era of movies. Um, I especially loved, because we had Professor Hulk, 
uh, <laughs> as when they went to 2012 uh, to get the Tesseract from Loki and then like Hulk went to go get the Time Stone from the Ancient One. Um, and they're just like uh, blend in. They look at him and he's just like, ah, it's a little grotesque. He rips off his shirt. He's just like, haphazardly <laughs> <laughs> smashes a car and he's like, Grrr. I I thought that was funny. Uh, but hot take. I did not like a lot of the placement of those comedy relief scenes. What I I think like, they tried too hard. Yes. Like especially in San Francisco when they're having lunch and they have the thing with the kids, I think they should have done without that. I thought it was okay. I just thought it lasted too long. And yeah, that might be the case. Um, because for what is at stake and what's been happening, like, yes, you can use some of those comedic punchlines uh, to break the tension because they're a character like that. that. That's Scott Lang's character. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, Thor a little bit now. But like having whole scenes like pieced together throughout the movie it felt um, disjointed and yes. I think what the, I think what the Russo brothers were trying to do was not just like this is just a Russo brothers film this is a Marvel film this is the ultimate Marvel film so they tried to have bits and pieces from every director they tried to have bits and pieces from the flavor of Guardians of the Galaxy Thank God that didn't last longer than seven seconds because I would have been like, oh, no, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Um, especially as, like, we know what's coming. We've seen, like, we know that, like, Thanos is on his way and, like, or you got, you, you've got Star-Lord dancing around in the desert. No, stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to give him credit for trying to mix it in. I think that I, I put that more on editing. I think if they would have moved around the certain placement and definitely shortened it up, I agree with you there, it would have worked out better. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there should have been more comedic relief maybe in the first, the end of the first third of the movie. Because you mm-hmm. think about the movies in thirds, everyone's getting together, then the time travel, and then the, ba- the battle. Yeah. If you think about it, if, the, the, if most of the comic relief was restrained to, like, the so end of like, that third... The perfect, the perfect one was when they, after they'd all gathered and they were talking about uh, going back in the time and Thor was like, it's not going to work that way. And then Rhodey and Scott were like, what are you talking about? We've watched all the time travel movies. That was perfect. Exactly. I absolutely, absolutely love that. was that. perfect. Back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait, he's like, you mean it's a sham? <laughs> <laughs> That was the best one. Yeah. For sure. I thought the whole... I wanted to like the whole Fortnite being played into the whole New Valhalla thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, come on. Like, it was, a, it was a throwaway. It was an easy throwaway. Where it got too where it got too much was when Thor was on the phone, like, trying to... On the headset. Yeah. Trying to, like, terrify a kid in somebody's basement. Like, right, y'all, could, y'all could literally have shown Fortnite and be like, hey, Thor, the guy's back again. He's making fun of me. And he'd be like, tell him I'm the god of thunder and I'll destroy him. And maybe you hear a kid over the headset and be like, yeah, thunder, Lord of Thunder my ass. If they would have done that, perfect. I think they were, um, that was an attempt to tie it to reality. But mm. I don't think we need that in a superhero movie. Yeah. Like we Why know, do that when everyone drives an Audi? Yeah, like, <laughs> don't need that. But I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. I do like uh, any scene with Cork though. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, his character itself is like just all the comic relief. Yes, it is unique. so funny. So funny. I love, it. yeah, I agree with you. I love everything he's in. Um, and going back to that, I 
and this is probably discussion for a different day. Like I really wanted them to do more with uh, Thor's redemption in this one. Now I know, like Mookie, outside of this podcast, we had talked about this, but um, for a lot of it, he is played as the joke. He has uh, the beer gut now, mm-hmm. and he's not necessarily assuming the responsibility as he once would uh, when he was Thor, son of Odin. Um, he's running away from everything. He's not necessarily has like uh, PTSD, but he has like straight up anxiety about having to go and face Thanos again or the prospect of facing Thanos. Um, and dealing with that, like they could have taken more of a dark undertone instead of playing it as a comic relief. I think that would have paid off better. Um, but having him kind of like wallow as this for a majority of the movie just was off putting to me. Yeah. I will say one thing though that um, the big three, mm-hmm. like I think their character development, they all three came to like a really satisfying end. Yeah, like um, I think the biggest thing was like they all had to learn how to like trust. So yeah, I feel I felt that that tied everything together. This yeah. was a great finale. Yeah, like, I feel like this is one of the best endings ever. This this is probably the only twenty two movie. Ending, is there is there any other series of movies that's been going on for twenty two films? Yeah, I don't. They are. Well, no, no, no. I was just I was agreeing. Not like, it's like yeah. yeah. So it's like for one, this never been done, and then for two, it, it was done great. But Thor, the the adding him to Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that was a mistake. You think so? Yeah, I feel like they don't need. They don't need this such a large character in their movie for such a powerhouse. Yeah, like they don't need that because everything with the Guardians, they're not necessarily a ragtag team, but no one is seriously OP. Like even uh, Quill, he was the son of uh, what is it a new god or Um, whatever ego was. Yeah, so he's he's one of celestial. Yeah, yeah, so Marvel has this thing. I love it between... Well, New Gods is DC. Yeah, New Gods is DC. So Marvel has this thing like Celestials, and then there's... Celestials are like the elements of space. Then there's magic, and then there's science. And each one of those domains have like a god of some sort. Um, And so Quill is essentially a demigod. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to explain it. His, mo- then, his mother's human. He's a demigod, but then like he the, gave up his power. He also. gave up, but like interacting with his father also kind of like has bumped him. So it's kind of like Hercules before he's like full blown Hercules. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to explain it. Like if you watch Hercules, there's a point where he's like mostly human, yeah. and then some demigod. The I'm on my way montage. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the best description of who Peter Quill is. Um, so maybe we'll get to the point where we, where he's mostly demigod and twenty five percent human, which is what he's always supposed what he's always supposed to have been in the first place. Because um, I mean, he gets things like at one point he's able to fly um, instead of just hover, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh wait, I've just been having this." I've been using this jetpack as a crush this whole time. I know how to fly. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't want, that's, we don't want to get too far into the comic books. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, we'll yeah. reel that back in. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I'm, I do find it funny that they're doing this. I'll just have to see how it plays out going into Guardians 3. Which again, so. is problematic. Again, sorry to cut you off, but like, if we get Thor, Beer got Thor, 
Demigod Quill, and Adam Warlock still somehow manages to make it way back, the Guardian series is just OD. Mm-hmm. There's too much power on that end of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they kicked his little, like, celestial half in the nuts, though. Yeah. In the last movie. Like, I think they just dead at that. Like, it's they, done. They, they did, did, yeah, I, I don't, did they mention it at all? Well, no, they didn't. Well, they did mention it, but remember after he left, because uh, uh, the whole thing with Ego is he was going to, like, reinsert himself into, like, I think it was Peter to, like, destroy all these other planets. Yeah. Um, but then he was like, if you walk away from this or you end this, like, you essentially have no powers anymore. And he killed his dad. Because that was the source of his powers was there. Yeah. He destroyed the... the yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So right now, he's just straight up a kid from Missouri. True. In which space. is cool. Yeah. Which is cool. Which is cool. <laughs> we'll <take that laughs> from the Mo 816. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, so, kind of like shifting gears at this point. Um, let's talk about how they handled the reintroduction of Thanos because I loved how they did that. Um, so we talked about like how Thor killed Thanos off in the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and you're like, okay, what are we supposed to do for the next three hours? And then you start to play with time travel, and then you go to 2014. And then whenever Nebula was just like, uh, yeah, we just have, he, uh, Rhodey was like, we have to wait for this Quill guy. He's like, yeah, but we're going to have to hurry because somewhere around, I'm here also. And so is my dad and my sister. Yeah. And like, to me, I was listening to that. I didn't think much of it. I was like, oh, that'd be an interesting confrontation. No, nope, for them, <laughs> But for them to take that and say, all right, pull up. We're going elsewhere. And then to tap into that frequency and Thanos just like, I have to go to the future. This is like... And, and what I really like about this Thanos, it's really him with supreme confidence. He's seen the future. He knows he wins. So he's not even tripping about anything. Yeah. This is literally the Jay-Z moment where he goes in like Madison Square Garden after his retirement. And he like takes the suit off and puts on the New York hat and he comes out, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Hove. And the whole place explodes. That's literally what Thanos does. He like literally was like, oh, y'all thought it was a game? He doesn't have any of the stones. He's fighting everyone with the absolute confidence that he's going to win. And I think it almost makes him more powerful and scarier. Like, this is the Thanos I wanted to see from the jump. Yeah. He knows he's a power. He knows he's a powerhouse. He doesn't need the stones. But I need, I need to just like, all right, cool. I'm going to get the stones anyway. Y'all really want your problem? I'm going to wait. Come. Come at me, bro. Yeah. This is the definition of fighting without charity. I remember... <laughs> I, I remember... Uh, I was talking to a coworker of mine, um, and just because, like, he, he had told me, like, I don't care about spoilers, just tell me what happens. Um, and so I was talking to him, and, like, as he was asking questions, um, he was asking if Nebula had played, was playing a double agent. And I was just like, that's a really good question, yes and no. The fact that they were using, like, both Nebulas, mm-hmm. like, one from a different time period, and then this one that was in the past... Uh, or sorry, the one that's in the present and the one from that in the past, um, still on the same frequency. I really thought that was that's a that's a really big one because usually you think one would overtake the other, mm-hmm. but like they're both independent of each other and they both make choices independent of each other. Yeah, I thought it was huge. Now, before we talk about just like the fight itself, I have one question to pose to both of you guys um, with the resolution of the fight. Uh, obviously Tony snapping his fingers disintegrating or dusting Thanos and his crew 
did Gamora go with them or did Gamora disappear into somewhere in what would be 2024? I think she's out in the out in the ether of 2024 because um, Quill is still searching. Yeah, searching for her. Like, I mean, it's real <laughs> brief, but we see it on the screen. It's like, um, and it doesn't say missing. If she was dusted, I think it would say missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says searching. So, um, and like, Gamora's trying to figure out what's going on in this 2024. Mm-hmm. Like, her and Nebula's sisters, like, and I'm Thanos glad, is gone. Yeah, I'm glad they got that redemption arc, too. For sure. I'm super happy about that. And, yeah, so, and I was talking with uh, Timmy Tunga about that. Um, because it was interesting, because if, and what, you have to think, like, what was Tony's, like, mind going to when he snaps? It's like... He's like, I just want Thanos and his people gone. How did that automatically, like, exclude Gamora from that? Unless he's already the mindset, like, Gamora's supposed to be with us. She stays safe. But that's that's a discussion for a different day. What we want to talk about is not only, like, the setup to the final fight, the final fight as it happens, the, probably the best scene in the entire movie, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh... It's, I don't know, there's so much to break down from that last 20 to 30 minutes of the movie. So, obviously, as they got all the Infinity Stones, they didn't quite know yet know that there was Nebula, who's not Nebula, uh, with them to mm-hmm. let Thanos through the Quantum Portal. They have this newly made gauntlet that to put the Infinity Stones in. Hulk is the one that wields it to snap, because yeah. he's the only one that can really survive the blast outside of Captain Marvel, probably. And right as he's doing that, Thanos breaks through the quantum portal into 2024 upstate New York and decimates the Avengers lair. Now, this is probably the best way to set up the end, in my opinion. I don't know how you guys felt about how it was set up, them using Hulk initially to snap. Because I feel like up until then, Thor didn't really do a lot. Not, not Thor, Hulk. He didn't. He didn't do anything in the last movie at all. And, I, and he didn't even really fight this time around. Yeah, because we have Professor Hulk, and like Professor Hulk is just one of the like one of the iterations of Old Man Hulk we get. Um, and I think it's again, it's another tie back to like deep, deep comic book stuff because we like Hulk versus Iron Man is kind of the thing that happens a lot, and um, there is a comic book timeline where Hulk and Iron Man literally have to tear Thanos apart. Like, they have they stand on either side of him and they just pull him apart because he's just too powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to have the, the juxtaposition and of them both having to do the snap was cool. I think it was a good redemption for Iron Man. Not that good of a play for Thulk. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, oh, he does one big thing, but then that one big thing is almost seems inconsequential. Yeah. Like, it is the big thing that saves the planet. Let yeah. me say it that way. But then Iron Man does the bigger thing. Yeah. So I felt like it was... It meant a little bit less in the long run. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a really good way to look at it. But... I feel like... I, I think... Well, sorry, not to, to cut you off prematurely. Uh, but I think... In... There's different ways they could have done it, but ultimately, 
it would have been, I don't know. There's not a lot of ways they could have played it that it would have paid off just as well or even better. For sure. Because at this point, when they're snapping, they didn't realize Nebula was, or past Nebula was about to bring Thanos of into course. 2024. They didn't realize that. They, they, thought, they thought it was it. Yeah, yeah, they thought this was it. We're going to be good, home free. We're good to go. So they do that. Um, but it also wouldn't have allowed for the best team up in all of the Avengers movie, in any superhero movie, period. Facts. So, yes, I get what you're saying, but I still think it holds a lot of meaning. It's just the matter of like, okay, cool, this happened. Other than that, what did you do, Hulk? Kind of play around with quantum physics, even yeah. though that's not your area. And here's the thing: he kind of again the Iron Man, the Iron Man. I think this honestly, she you told me this was an Iron Man movie. I'm like, all right, cool, bet. Like, he plays around with quantum physics. Iron Man is the one that figures it out. Mm. Um, and I actually think it's the perfect way to end the Marvel series. As I was saying it earlier. Marvel starts with Iron Man, the Jericho missiles. I am Tony Stark. Like I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like in the very first half of the Iron Man movie, he like drops the Jericho's like, ladies and gentlemen, I Tony Stark give you Jericho, and then it literally levels an entire mountain. This is the end of those that goes. I am Iron Man. Mm-hmm. He snaps. Yeah, Thanos is done. or even a play to the end of that movie. Exactly, the first movie where he's like, oh, I'm I, Iron Man. I am Iron Man. So he's accepting his role again. This is again. This is him. The first movie, the beginning of the series. I am Iron Man. He accepts his role. This is the end of the movie, the end of the series. He is he knows what is about to happen. He still accepts that role. As father, as Iron Man, as Avenger, he accepts that role. He's like, I am Iron Man and this is my duty. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because let's talk about uh, his uh, first kind of sort of kid. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Parker. Peter Parker. We finally get that reunion. Although it's short-lived, I'm so glad we got that on the battlefield. Uh, actually, I, th- I think that's his second. The first kid was at the end of the movie, actually. From Iron yeah, Man yeah, 3. Yeah, 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 you're right. So, backtrack. Uh, for those of you that didn't catch it, as they're panning through Tony Stark's funeral, there is a kid that is standing behind. Because uh, they showed uh, Hank, Hope, Scott, and then like Hope's mom. And then they panned over to, was it Scarlet? Scarlet Witch, yeah. Scarlet Witch and whoever else was with her at that point. Um, and then behind them was this kid standing by himself. That was the kid that had saved him in Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that was the first kid. The second first kid, Peter Parker, that he's kind of mentored, taken out of his ring, the one that really punched him in the gut that he lost, um, that reunion, if they wouldn't have done that... I think I would have cried way more oh, yeah. if the first interaction they have is Tony is dying and he's like, at least you're safe. But for them to like reunite on the battlefield, it's still good. Still a tearjerker. But if that was literally the two interactions that they've had across, well, the last interactions that they've had over both movies was first Tony was alive and then Peter was dying and then did the exact inverse... As, like, he's back? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I would have been able to take that. <laughs> I wouldn't have made it. I didn't think of it like that. I wouldn't have made it. I didn't it. think of it like that. I would not have made it. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, talking about the greatest superhero team up. So we talked about uh, Hulk doing the snap to bring everyone uh, back while still keeping the people that they had uh, 
that what they have gained over the past five years, mm-hmm. which puts us in an interesting spot. First of all, we'll put a pin in that for a second. Uh, so you know everyone's back. It's just a matter of when does everyone show up. You have the big three. I say the big three. The front three go up against Thanos. He's just sitting there waiting. Again, a Thanos with supreme confidence knows his destiny, knows he's won. He knows he's killed, but he said that's des- destiny fulfilled. He's just sitting there waiting. He's just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, waiting for them to come to hit. And so they meet him at the battlefield. They said, uh, court's over on 6th Street, 3 o'clock, meet us there. He pulled up at 2.55. Yeah, he was, he was chilling. <laughs> 2.30. He was bold. Um, and to have that, again, as they're fighting, you have Thor, and out of shape Thor, with Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, because when he went back, he took Mjolnir. He's like, I'm still worthy. Split back to 2024 mm-hmm. and so he's dual wielding I need that as a pop figure just saying yeah I uh, want like they need to like they've been doing some glow in the dark they, they've been doing some glow in the dark pops I need glow in the dark Thor lightning Thor yes like, they can make that glow in the dark lightning Thor but I need that glow in the dark blue too not, no, yes. not none of that green yes. shit yes. it needs to be blue um, as they're fighting uh, obviously it's 3v1 Thanos is still handing them the three-piece biscuit and yams because they can't match up. He is stronger than Hulk. Yeah, he's stronger than Hulk. And at this point, remember, like, he just finished fight. He just finished a fight. He hasn't even finished wiping the blood off his, like, dual-ended, like, kill saber, whatever yeah. that thing is. Mm-hmm. First of all, that weapon is more terrifying than anything he's ever used in his arsenal, <laughs> yeah. if you ask me. That thing is problematic. Yeah. Um, and it, again, it's, it's a double juxtaposition. Uh, Thor killed, almost killed Thanos in the first movie, like throwing it, throwing it into his chest. And then um, right before Mjolnir, Mjolnir really comes into play, it's, it's, it's Thor on his back, uh, Thanos pushing the axe, about to put push Stormbreaker into his chest and like ends this guy. And Captain America comes through with what I... Yeah. What is so, my, my, my most like oh, enjoyable... Moment in the movie. So, again, let's break it down. Because everyone that's listening at this point, you've watched the movie, or you just don't care about it, and you just want to hear our take on it. Because um, as you see, like, the hammer move, all of a sudden it flies, and then Cap is wielding it. Oh. I I was excited. Very yes. excited. I, I was screaming. I almost there. soiled my pants. I was screaming. I'm yeah. you, see, you see that reach down? <laughs> like, you see that reach down in the grasp, and you just kind of, like... Kind of like pee a little, but you kind of like also do other things. Like <laughs> yeah. And then when you when they they expand the shot, you just like I've been waiting. My whole <laughs> I've been waiting. And for them to do that, for those that are uh, like supreme like comic book nerds, seeing that filled them with so much joy. For sure, so much, and it's even a callback to the second. No, it would have been yeah, it would have been the second Avengers movie. Yes, because uh, they're all in the tower and they're all a little bit drunk, mm-hmm. and they're just uh, Thor's like, no one can lift my hammer, and then Captain America's like, let's try, 
and like you see it budge. Yeah, and, and Thor's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! And, and, and everyone was just like, whoa, wait a minute! Did 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 that just wait? Wait a minute! Wait a wait, wait a minute! And for that to come full circle and not just wield the hammer, but use the lightning as well. Yeah, that is that is the part that actually shocked me. Like, he was like, like he was using that thing, like <laughs> throwing it, like it was his. Like, yes. I thought the best the best use of it was he called down the lightning threw his shield and then used yeah. the hammer to make a sound wave that banged Thanos in the head. I was yeah. like, fam, listen, this man is proficient with weaponry. What are we doing? Hey, on that subject though, like Captain America movies and scenes have the best choreography. Oh, yeah. Fight what choreography. Yeah. Whoever's his his stunt man, kudos to that guy. When bro. he was when he was fighting himself back from 2012. That was, that was a scene, my guy. Yes. Like, I found Loki on the bridge. He goes, oh, man, not, not today. <sighs> not today. I don't want to have to fight myself. For a second of all, like, does he feel that damage, like, in the future from beating himself up? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're going to talk about space-time continuum, but anyway, that's a side joke. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Let's, Let's not talk about space-time continuum. Please. <laughs> Please. Uh, so many questions. Uh, but... All the callbacks, because one of the best cinematic shots in the entire movie was now that, um, like, he's standing there, you see him chipping away at Cap's shield, uh, Thanos, and it's about to break, Amazing. and then he's, he's able to, like, push him off. Uh, wait, I don't know if he pushed him off or, like, something just, like, hit him as he moved back, but then uh, he stands up, like, beaten, uh, Thanos calls his entire army and all you can think is oh this is really good Cap's going out he's going out a soldier man this, like this is one of the best ways to end like as a superhero like it sucks but this is the way you go out this is the stuff they like legends are made of and then all you hear is Cap on your left and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> and to see like strangest circles and first Black Panther comes out and then you see like Falcon flying out, and you see the entire MCU get behind Cap to take on Thanos and his army. The best five to seven cinematic posters that could go anywhere. Like when I'm done cycling, because right now my background for my uh, laptop is Spider-Man into Spider-Verse when Miles is falling into New uh, into Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I change it out, it's going to be one of those shots from Endgame. Facts. Best believe that. For 100%. I was a little bit disappointed in the role of my favorite Marvel character ever, um, Doctor Strange, because I think they could have used him more. Mm-hmm. Like, my man's literally fought seven people. And then held off the tidal wave. Yeah. Like, my man's was playing with water in the corner. Mm-hmm. And he does, I think he does have a very cool, cool scene in that he was like, yeah. Because he, like, he pops up and like Tony's, hey, listen, 14 million to one. Is this the one? He's like, fam, if I tell you it's going to happen, it won't happen. He's think, not um, saying anything. I think maybe he's fatigued from transporting so many people. Because at the same time, transporting, and they're literally just minutes back from being dusted. Yeah. So you have to think well, they're fresh, the, off, they're they fresh off of catching they, it now. They weren't dusted in their universe. Tony, and so in the way I understand the timelines to work, in the universe they're coming from, Tony Stark and them are the ones who got dusted. 
No, it's no, a, no, it's, no, it's, no, it's no. an inverse. They're, they're, this is two different timelines merging, so they're no. bringing them back. No, 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 no. They just got no, back. He literally no, said, no, the no. "Yeah, they're bringing everyone back, but still keeping them." Okay. So they're still from the same. It's timeline. the same timeline. Okay, okay. Because so, I thought what was merging was like, okay, they're being brought back, but they're from different timelines. No. That no. just, but that right there just explains how fast this fight happened. Facts. That they showed up like Hulk snapped. They started fighting Thanos. Not much time has gone by from and like, this whole scene. I guess you're right, fatigue, because he does yeah, say to Wong, is that everybody? And Wong is like, fam, who else is left? Yeah. The, the Wakandans are here. <laughs> Everyone is the, here. The Asgardians. The Asgardians. Fam, we brought the goats. <laughs> like, they actually yeah. went to the village and brought goats. Yes. Uh, yeah, and you still have to realize, after before being predusted. They were fresh off an L dog. Yeah, facts. You're right. And that time stone trick he did probably whooped his ass. Yeah, easily. 14 million, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I understand that man, like, as the Sorcerer Supreme, he is the supreme magical, the supreme earthly magical figure, period. But then on top of that, he's like, they. Wong and the other magicians can't do that many time portals. So they're actually drawing energy from him. And I'm like, I, I this shows how powerful it is. But to any other regular fan, it's like, oh, man, he, they're making a lot of portals. They don't understand, like, the strength and magical ability and prowess and depth of, like, magical well you have to have in order to do that. So I just, I was a little salty. I'm, I'm just a little salty they did, they did yeah. my man like that. But most people, I get it. One of the greatest... Uh, cameos to happen because like we're talking about all these cinematic shots the next thing is about uh, they have to send the Infinity Stones back how are they going to do that they're going to do it with uh, uh, my boy Scotty Lang's uh, uh, machine like his uh, van and I just first of all I think that was also a great insertion of like comedic relief where it's just like he's looking for it. You just hear the, the horn, and I'm just like, yeah. It's just there yes. on the battlefield. Like, yes. Well, he had to drive it to Avengers Tower. Yeah, true. And so, uh, which he drove that from San Francisco all the way to New York. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to talk about that. But, um, and so as they're doing that, and then getting the gauntlet from one end of the battlefield to the other while avoiding everyone else, the fact that they're standing there. Third, fourth best line, and it's not four. Give the gauntlet to me, says Black Panther. And I was just like, oh, y'all don't understand. To me. It's like, y'all don't understand the, the meaning behind that. Being he was uh, one of the first to like wield the gauntlet. I think he was the first Avenger that helped put the gauntlet on. Yes. In the comics. Yes. So for him to be like, give the gauntlet to me, I will take it. And he takes off like. Uh, this may sound controversial. Like Tyree killed Dallas. Yeah, I, was about to, I was like, I wasn't gonna be able to say that, but like, like he does look like America's greatest running back ever. Yes. Ever. Yes. Fam. Like with a football in tow, running that thing across the field, then Spider-Man getting it, carrying it, jumping on Valkyrie's uh Pegasus yeah. as they're flying around. Then we get the hashtag girl power minus Black Widow, but I'm not really sad about that. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> and Scarlet Witch finally matching up against Thanos. I'm so glad they put did the that. She put the paws she, on She was that. just like, you should vision for me. All right, let's do this. this. Again, fighting without charity involved. She put the paws on the dude. Yes. Hey, though, I am going to say this, though. They beat Thanos. 2014 Thanos, though. I don't, 
I don't see that as redemption, personally. Because, yeah, you beat, you, you beat him this time, but that's not the one you lost to. Yeah. You know, the one you lost to had four more years of experience. In those four years, he spent gathering the stones, which isn't an easy task. And honestly, um, I'll say this. We'll do one more thought, and then we'll wrap up here. Um, I'll actually have to disagree with you on that. Because with everything that's happened, the redemption for them was just bringing everyone back. The fight against Thanos was unexpected. They didn't realize he was coming. So for them to defeat Thanos when they again weren't expecting it. and properly having the whole squad behind them, that last Avengers Assemble, I think that was redemption enough for us on our end, like the viewer, to be like, this was a satisfying end. Especially as how dissatisfying the first time was around. Or, that, or that, no, the pure and utter shock of how last one ended for most people. Honestly, I was just like, oh, well, that was anticlimactic. Yeah, like, I didn't think it was enough. I didn't think they lost hard enough. The snap was a cop-out, I feel like. Someone should have got murdered. Or two people. For real. Like, I, like, honestly, I, you asked me, I thought Cap and... Tony should have gone bye-bye, but they, I mean, Captain, well, like this, this is a good way to end it. Captain America technically is gone. Yeah. He is aged out of the Avenger suit, and I think the, they ended the movie almost the right way. I wanted them to end the movie with him actually handing off the shield to Falcon, which is a comic book thing, and then, of course, we get, um, I think after Falcon is done, we'll get Bucky Lassick as Bucky Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> I always call him Bucky Lassie. My, we'll get Bucky as the next Iron Man, but now Falcon is the new Captain America. I think we do get the the next Avengers or Ultimate Avengers, whatever they're going to call them, where it is Captain America, it's Peter Parker, young Peter Parker, and then it's more of a ragtag. And in the version where, you know, Captain America is, uh, Falcon is Captain America, like, He's not really the leader. Black Panther is really the leader. Mm-hmm. So playing into the movie, we might get more of that. Yeah, um, take a leadership role. Yeah, yeah. Where, where Black Panther yeah. takes more of a leadership role. I mean, he literally like showed up and was like, all right, yeah. Okoye, you got this. Because I thought it was actually interesting. Like Iron Man shows up. Uh, Black Panther shows up. But Okoye is really the one doing a lot of the fighting. Yeah. My man's just running. Clearly. He, he, my man's just doing all the running. He's been getting all the energy for it. But like... Even at the funeral, he's standing behind Okoye, like, signaling Okoye as, like, the one who's kind of really leading things right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, like, in Wakandan culture, blah, 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 yeah. you stand behind the leader, and Okoye is standing in front of both him and Siri. Yeah. So, but that's a whole yeah. other story we don't want to get into now. Now, with the with this final thought, um, with everything being reintegrated, because if you heard the rambling of Peter when he met up with Tony, he was talking about, yeah, Strange just talked about how... Uh, we were only gone for a few minutes, but really it's been five years, and now they're reintegrated. Um, what does that mean for continuity for the MCU going forward? You have to realize that now Scott's daughter is older. That kid from Iron Man 3 is older. Everyone that was dusted is still the exact same age as they were five years ago, yes. but they're reintegrated into society. What does this mean? Because you see... Uh, Peter and Ned still at high school. Yeah, like, Ned shouldn't be in high school. But the thing is, like, we don't know whether Ned was dusted or not. True. And so, if he is, okay, cool. But then what about, what does that mean going into Far From Home? Uh, Because reports are saying that 
yes, this is the end of the era, but the true end of phase three is far from home. It's the epilogue. How are they going to handle this going forward? What explanations are they going to use um, to rectify that they have people that should be the same age as everyone else but are five years younger? Hmm. These are all things to think about. I never thought of that either. Yeah. That's a that's a whopper. Well, here's what yeah, I, mean, I feel like. I feel like they can. I mean, like let's do the math. Seven point five billion people in the world. If half the population gets dusted, they could say literally everyone in the high school, except some ancillary characters here and there, got dusted. Mm-hmm. So there could. I mean, there's that is a large population of not just the world, but like the American population getting dusted. Mm-hmm. Like you can say. Shoot, yeah, there's a lot of people left, but man, that's a lot of people gone. Yeah. So an entire an entire high school could dust it, and that could literally be point one point point one 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 zero 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 one percent of the population. Yeah. So the entire high school could have been dusted, and they're all five years gone, and so they all come back at the five year point. Yeah. But, Except maybe like well, that one scraggly teacher, and like, yo, you're still here, and he goes, I'm not, I'm never leaving, dog. Like, yeah. I've been here for fifty years. Of course, I'm here five years later. What do you mean? But uh, it's probably the gym teacher too. <laughs> but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, again, Far From Home was moved up a couple of days going into 4th of July weekend, so it doesn't happen on 4th of July. Which we're excited about. Yeah. We'll, ha- we'll have to wait for that and see what they use, because we did see Nick Fury at the end of, well, at Tony's funeral. But let's get reviews, rate, end game. What would you guys give it? I gave it a 10. A 10 out of 10? Yeah. I give it a 9.5. 9.5? I would give it uh, like anywhere from a nine point three to a nine point five. Yeah, I say it's one of the select few movies ever that deserve a ten, mostly because of what came before it, though. Yeah, because it was like this movie was a, you know, was did the best job closing, you know, better than I've seen before. So that's why I give it a ten because it's done something that's never been done. Yeah, before. and I agree with that. It's a really good way to close out this era. I know they're still moving on with Phase 4, but it, it feels really, uh, it feels like the end. The end. Especially thinking about where they started with. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., like, he had some acting gigs, but this was really what propelled his career again. For people to come into superhero movies and not just be actors in a movie, but that is who they are. Like, even with Star Wars, I can't imagine that there are a lot of like that's the only Mark thing like Mark Hamill people see him as like that's Luke Skywalker even that, though he's done a million other things he's been like Joker. 12 different Jokers yeah they see him as Luke Skywalker but to have people <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the worst uh, well the best and the worst example is just like yeah he's Wolverine, Wolverine yeah up. bro like, and people like identify with that for them to have this role for 8 plus years it really changed the game not only for uh how movie writers view their projects, but really the industry in general. For sure. And it's super exciting that this is closing whatever they're doing going forward. I think they said the Russo brothers aren't really doing anything else directing-wise for Marvel, at least that they've confirmed. So we'll see We'll see what happens. They do have Fox properties they're going to introduce, but we're yes. excited for the future. Yes, yes, yes. All very exciting things. Ah. Uh... Integration of Fox properties or no? Like for the future movies? Yes, no, maybe so? If we want a true Avengers, has to. Okay. What about you? How do you feel about that? Yes. I need Silver Surfer, man. I need Silver <laughs> Surfer. Thank you. I need 
I need that's a, all, that's I, all I need. I need, I need a Black something. Panther and Storm wedding. I don't know about that. Storm yeah. kind of storm kind of washes all of Wakanda underwater. Like, well, not like the storm that they currently have. Get a better storm. <laughs> like, let's be real. Like, true. I mean, yeah, Hollywood is cool. Whoever they have now is cool, but we need a we, no, need, we need a real storm. Uh, they announced that they're everyone except for Ryan Reynolds from Fox is getting recasted. Oh yeah, every single person. Yes. Thank goodness. Yes. Yes. Thank goodness, because like right now, like. Again, Marvel is hitting on all cylinders. Disney, that Disney money is real money. So they can they can take the time they need to not only cast, but like properly integrate not just the character to the world, but the audience. Like I think Miles Morales as Spider-Man going forward in any sort of animated form is what we need, period. That movie is perfect. That is, if you ask me, any movie come out in the last day and get 10 out of 10, also, Spider-Man. Also, kind, like, kind of, maybe we'll see. I'm really hoping that we may get a glimpse of Miles in Far From Home. People thought we might end Endgame, but we didn't. That five-year thing might help with that, too. Yes. Yeah. It might help. Especially because, you know, Donald Glover was like, yeah, my, you know, my nephew. If the nephew is now five years older. Like, we'll say he's like... Maybe, maybe nine or nine or ten. Oh wait, maybe Miles has stepped up in the absence of Peter Parker. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> we got excited, ladies and gentlemen. All right, thank you for listening to another episode of Even About Nothing. We're about to start a whole new podcast now. We got excited, <laughs> but uh, Joey, tell them where they can find you on your socials. Tell them what to do when they find you there. All right, um, it's Joey Origami, O R I G A M I. People have trouble with that. I don't know why. <laughs> On everything, PlayStation, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat, but on Snapchat. <laughs> and uh, follow me, of course, if you want to play some... Oh, shit, I don't even play multiplayer games as much anymore. Yeah. But if you want to play some, hit me up on PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, yeah. And as always, guys, uh, be sure to let us know what you thought of Endgame. Tweeted us at E-Man Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. What are some Easter eggs that you picked up on that we may have not discussed this time around? Uh, we really just want to talk about it with you guys. Also, spoilers are a real thing out there. People are D-bags, and they're just throwing it out there, calling up stores, prank calling, sending you DM requests. All I'm saying is I'm out here handing out free whoopings, no charity involved. If somebody says something reckless, there may at be, me, Westside Mookie. I'm out here. There Westside may be a chicken Mookie. sandwich involved for you getting your butt beat. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Not for you, but for me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, be sure to follow us also on Instagram at Eman Podcast and Facebook.com backslash Eman More About Nothing. We are on all major streaming platforms. Rate, review us, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, and also follow all our company stuff at White Noise LLC. You already know what it is. Always money, but I understand. Spare a gun on deck. Try us if you want to. You know, we come up. Listen. You know, we got all the smoke. All gotta, the smoke. I got to come back, though. Yeah. We got to have an anime one. Oh, for yeah. sure. Uh, we, we talk about anime like six times out of ten. Greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, definitely looking uh, definitely looking forward to the next show. Appreciate you coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of Even More Nothing. Spirit Detectives out. <laughs> <laughs>